Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Wednesday, June the 21st. Today is also the longest, as the sun is highest in the sky, as the earth rotates, uh, of the year. We have the most sunlight today, and hopefully we will enjoy it, because henceforth, it will, uh, the earth will rotate in the northern hemisphere uh, away from the sun into fall and winter and then back again to glorious spring and into summer. Such is the way of God's plan for his creation. And it's part of the rhythm of our life. So while we still have the light of the S-U-N Let us uh, enjoy it as we can forever enjoy the light of the sun, the S-O-N, the sun of Almighty God, the sun of eternal life and light. Today, our reading comes to us as a continuation of St. Paul's letter to the Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 9 through 13. 1 Thessalonians 2, 9 through 13. 13. And Thessalonians, as we've mentioned previously, is the uh, probably the first of the New Testament writings. Uh, it is certainly the first letter that St. Paul has written. And he's written to the Christians at Thessalonica. And uh, it is believed that uh, this was a community founded by Paul and his companions in the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And in this particular passage, Paul begins by writing to them and indicating that uh, Paul and his uh, brothers, brothers in the faith, that is, his companions, uh, they have worked day and night in preaching the good news of God, about Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And uh, he's congratulating them and encouraging them for the way in which they have opened themselves to receive the word of God, the gospel. Their faith is vibrant and strong, and they welcomed it with open minds and hearts, Uh, the good news. And uh, Paul indicates that uh, he stayed among them and lived with them and worked with them. Uh, He did not place any burdens on them, but worked day and night uh, on behalf of the gospel and also in building the community, which also involved manual labor and various other things that may needed to be done. So it was the combination of work and prayer, labor and teaching. And that really becomes, for example, the cornerstone of the Benedictine community. Work and prayer, they go together. Because our work can be an offering and should be an offering to God. Whatever that work is throughout the day, whether it's cleaning the house, washing the dishes, taking care of the garden, whatever it is. 
that work can continue the work of Almighty God, God's work of creation. And God entrusted creation to us and the maintenance of the earth. And that's nature itself, as well as the artificial parts inside our house, our home, uh, and all of the things that we maintain to make our life pleasurable and convenient and livable, uh, we have maintenance. And that itself can be an offering every day to Almighty God. And if we think of it that way, it becomes less, less drudgery. It becomes less of a burden because it's an offering to Almighty God. And it's a wonderful thing to be able to work. There's a great dignity in work because work is related in a continuation of God's work of creation. And God rested on the seventh day and saw that it was very good. God takes delight in his work. And we too, when work offered to the glory of God, for the good of others, it gives us a sense of accomplishment and we can rest in that accomplishment, regardless of whatever task it happens to be that the Lord has in store for us and calls us to this day. And Paul ends by saying something very important. He says, uh, we thank God constantly that in receiving his message from us, you took it not as the words of men, but as it truly is, the word of God at work within you who believe. Now, we ought not to let that just kind of slide past us or roll like water off a duck's back. They received the message, not as human words, but as it truly is, the word of God at work within you who believe. Think about that for a moment. The word of God is not like any other word. It's not like reading a magazine or the newspaper. It's not like reading a book, which we may forget, and just kind of read through it, glance over it, read the headlines, maybe part of the story, etc., it's not something that we glide by, we kind of take and forget. And when the newspaper's finished, we line the birdcage or wrap the dead fish in. The word of God is sacred and holy. It's like no other word we will ever receive. And when we attend the holy sacrifice of the mass and participate in the sacrifice of the mass, at the end of the, the readings, the lector says, the word of the Lord, the word of the Lord. Just think about that for a moment. Each day of our lives, we're inundated with words. Words on the television, words on our radio, uh, words in front of us, people talking to us, yeah, uh, chattering and chattering, etc. And then we know that there are those special words that we hear within human exchange. Maybe the words of a loved one who calls us 
with some issue, some concern, some problem. Maybe with some joy, some blessing. Maybe someone at work, in school, in our neighborhood, who tells us of something, and it stays with us. But the word of God transcends all of that. It is from the very mind and heart of Almighty God directed to each and every one of us, particularly in our situation. And it calls for us not simply to read through it and then go off and forget it. We are to read it slowly, prayerfully, and meditatively and ask ourselves, what is the Lord telling me today in the gift of this day that the word of the Lord has been addressed to me? And then when we read the gospel, praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The gospel, the good news of salvation. How is that message of salvation addressed to you? this particular day, not yesterday, not tomorrow, but how that word has been addressed to you this very day. And to live that, that's integrated with your other work that you have to do. But the word of the Lord is the foundation, the end, the goal, that at the end of the day we can look and say, very often we have to look back to see it. Look back over the day. Spend a few minutes before you say goodbye to the world and sleep. How have I lived the word of the Lord addressed to me today? How has that word unfolded this day to me and spoken to my mind and my heart? How has it influenced me and how have I shared that word with others? St. Paul and his companions, they, they taught, they preached, they shared the word, integrating that with their everyday lives, the everyday concerns, gathering food, making repairs, providing, uh, fixing, all of those things. They weren't separate from and apart from they were integrated with and had deeper meaning when joined with the word of God, especially the gospel, especially the gospels. And so today, the Lord has granted us the gift of this day. Not, not yesterday, that's over. Not tomorrow, it's not promised. But today, the Lord addresses his word to us. And let, let it be said of us what Paul says to the Thessalonians. You have received it not as the word of men, not a human word, but as it truly is, the word of God at work within you who believe. Let us believe and cherish this word and with open minds and hearts and deepest gratitude that the Lord has spoken to us. May we answer. 
Here am I, Lord. I come to do your will. God bless you.